0: Freely copying Meet Kevin. I think it is a wonderful nickname for Nick from the Wall Street Journal. Seems to have the inside track for the Fed. So, Nikki Leaks just said something that I think we all need to pay attention to. What about Warren Buffett saying this incredible period of the American economy may be ending? How about some wild CPI expectations? that and more coming to you. But folks, today is September 11th. 22 years ago today, I was driving to work and it was the first time I had heard what was going on in New York. And I have to tell you, I thought it was a bad joke. At the time, I was listening to a radio uh, show who would often do practical jokes, many of them funny, a few distasteful. And I thought this was one of them. Then I get to work and it's all over. And this is early. This is like 6.30 Pacific time. So 22 years ago, September 11th, it's, um, you know, something that, uh, I will never forget. Uh, I remember uh, getting our daughter from school. I remember so much about that day. So again, um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's one of those days that we, we ever forget. So it's, it's our, my generation's Pearl Harbor, right? It's a day that many um, many will never forget. So again, uh, yeah. All right, let's transition off of that into why you are here. You are here for the daily financial news. And there is a lot going on. Frankly, there is a lot, always a lot going on. Let's start with Nikki Leaks. Nikki Leaks, again, if you don't follow him on Twitter, you can, or X, uh, he basically released an article in the Wall Street Journal saying that the Fed officials are turning more cautious about raising rates too high. That is important because for the longest time, the Fed officials have basically been telling you and I, hey, 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 listen, listen, listen. If we go too high, we know how to fix it. Now they're saying, ouch, if we go too high, we could break some stuff that we can't fix easily. Folks, this is exactly what I saw coming. This is why I've confidently called Fed pause for the next 12 to 18 months. That's why I just think we are. I think if the Fed keeps pushing, and yes, one more rate hike would be a push, I'm frankly on record saying the last rate hike was a mistake, but we shall see. I'm wrong all the time. Uh, This may be another opportunity to be wrong. But yes, the Fed officials are turning more cautious about raising rates too high. It's a subtle but important posture change. And I think we're going to start seeing that going forward. In In addition to the article it talks about they need to take a hard look at whether more is needed. There's a lot of stuff that could break. That's frankly, frankly already breaking, but could break faster and be more problematic if they keep pushing. So again, if you're not following Nikki Leaks, again, full plagiarism, full copying of the one and only me, Kevin. I think it's a great nickname, uh, so I will be using it as well. How about let's let's just jump to the most shocking thing I read yesterday. Getting prepared today to have this daily financial news with you, I read about CPI expectations. Now, to ground you, where were we? Right, CPI headline was as low as 3%. Last month, it went to 3.2. We've had oil go up. I personally think shelter rolls over this month. We've had retailers talk about slowing. We've had services like Southwest. We'll see. Seems to be going in the right direction. And then I see that the market, the smart money, the PhDs are calling for CPI headline of 3.6. 3.6 and uh, a jump of uh, 0.6 for the month. Yeah, that might be a problem. I, uh, I am obviously going to take the under. I don't, uh, and again, I'm wrong all the time. I am betting on a noticeable drop in shelter. It's, I've been talking about the August reading for a while, which, always, which comes in September, right? August data reports in September. So I'm going to stay true to that, what I brought you for months now. Uh, I'm going to take the under. Yeah, 3.6, 3.6 headline would be a problem. That'd be two months going up. We obviously have oil above, I think, what, 80 some dollars a barrel. That would be a problem. Uh, On top of that, we have PPI month on month is expected to go up 0.4, where last it was 0.3. If true, if true, that would be two consecutive inflation readings trending up. That could be a problem. That could be a problem. Uh, and then we have retail sales. Retail sales last month were 0.7. Uh, they are now expected to be 0.2. Uh, so again, we will see what is going on there. So there's lots of stuff going on. Uh, a side note, looks like Instacart is looking to go public via IPO. Let's just call it a nine billion uh, valuation. Did you know, did you know that Instacart had a funding round at 25 billion valuation? 25 billion, they're gonna go out at roughly 9 billion. That's a, what, 70% discount, 68%, something like that? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people on their cap table that are uh, not gonna be happy, not gonna be happy. Uh, Let's move on to Janet Yellen. What is Janet Yellen saying? She says, I'm feeling good about a uh, soft landing. I'm not really sure what she's supposed to say. Certainly declaring victory while the game is still being played is probably not a great idea. But yeah, I think, uh, I think the data, even Goldman Sachs. I mean, Goldman Sachs, we talked about last week, has taken their recession odds for the next 12 months down from 30% to 15 So, yeah, there's a lot of people feeling good. Logan Matashami. I hope I'm getting better at saying that, Logan. You are a wonderful housing analyst. He put out a series of tweets yesterday that needs your attention. First and foremost, you have undoubtedly heard about the Airbnb bust. There is a charlatan out there producing pretty charts with data that nobody can replicate talking nonsense. So let's just pretend they are right. If they are right and we have an Airbnb bust happening right now, right now, this is what people are saying, right now, you know what would happen? do you know what would happen? Active listings, no, 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 no. New listings would skyrocket. Do you know how you sell an Airbnb bust? You put it on the market and you try to get out with your, you know, before losing a lot of money. So if there was an Airbnb bust going on around the country, new listings would be skyrocketing. Where in reality, last week, lowest new listings on record. To put some numbers behind this, again, shout out Logan. For September 1, two weeks ago, we had 60,004 new listings. Last week, 50,212. We had a 15% drop in new listings and we're supposed to be having an Airbnb bus going on right now. And let's be very clear. If you're new to my channel, I am not an Airbnb fan. I think there was a lot of people pushing easy money and real estate investing is never easy. But I think when you um, watch charlatans who are making 80 grand a month producing the same video for three years in a row. You need to call him out. That's just crazy. So again, Logan, uh, thank you for doing the research. It looks like he sourced it from Altos Research. Altos Research is an amazing uh, site. You should follow them. They produce uh, numbers on active listings. So again, great job. How about Warren Buffett? Warren Buffett, one of those guys that I will read the article anytime his name is in the title, apparently at his latest um, gathering of capitalists uh, at his event. He was basically saying that the uh, incredible period of the American economy may be ending. I don't know about you, but that's kind of a sobering thought. Certainly not what I want to hear at 50 years old, because I hopefully have another 50 years of talking to you. But yeah, what does that really mean? It really just means the economy has a lot of risks. And if you're not paying attention, shame on you. We have a lot of risks going on. The American economy will be bigger 10 years from now than today. But we have some stuff to get through. And again, what I believe is happening, nope, n- nobody, I don't think anybody else is talking about this. I think what we are going to go through in the next five-ish to eight years is somewhat akin to what happened in the 1970s. Now, what do I mean by that? I believe at the foundational level, we are going to see wage inflation by the bottom half of income earners. These bottom half, right, the bottom 50% of income earners have been mistreated, taken advantage of, not gotten a fair share, whatever you wanna call it. Just like the 70s. And what what does that mean? Well, if the bottom 50% are gonna get theirs and they deserve it, Where does that money come from? Well, one, it comes from profit margins. We are going to see maybe a lost decade, a lost three to five years, where companies are eating margin to pay their employees higher wages. That is one. On the other side of that, we obviously have also inflation. We have the last mile, the last leg, whatever you want to call it, wage inflation, AKA services that we are going to get through. So again, I think the next three to five years we have real, not nominal, real wage growth for the bottom half. We work on affordability slowly. We do see rates come off from 7.5 to six and a half, six something like that. And housing slowly gets more affordable. On top of that, on top of that, remember, switching costs, trade down, whatever you want to call it. We are going to see builders and buyers buy smaller homes. Now these may be smaller standalone homes or it will be condos and townhouses. The economy supply and demand is how do you say this without sounding? It's not that hard but if you get fixated on a single data point, you can be misguided. The economy is very, it's very complex, but also easy if you step back and zoom out. So again, that's what I'm seeing coming uh, over the next five years or so. It'll be interesting to see uh, where this goes. So again, I don't expect great growth in stocks. I think earnings come in. Uh, I don't know, I think the uh, rolling recession uh, is the most likely outcome, which means we have below trend growth, but no negative growth, no big you know, watershed moment. So lots going on there. And then one of the things we should be looking at together and trying to understand from an economic perspective, it's what's going on with furniture companies. Yes, I think you can learn something about economics from furniture companies. What do I mean by that? Well, if you've been tracking furniture companies, you've known that 2021 and 2022 were pretty good years. Now, Not so much. In fact, Macy's furniture department reported a 36% drop year on year. That is significant. So you should step back and go, Michael, well, why would that happen? Why would sales be down 36% this year versus last year? Well, I think you can look at it from a couple of levels. One, we worked from home. We stayed home. We may have Pulled forward demand. What might that look like? All right, you're sitting at home with your family, blah, blah, blah. You realize the couch needs, needs updating. So you buy a couch, and then you buy this, and then you buy that. Typically, furniture has a long life. So if you pull forward demand, that doesn't really get replaced because it needs to age out. So that is one thing. Uh, also, you may now be seeing consumers getting, I don't know, conservative. Maybe they fear a recession. Maybe they believe the headlines. So instead of plunking, I don't know what it is, 2,000 bucks for a couch, they're like, you know what? We're just gonna clean the couch. We'll, we'll wait, we're, yeah, we'll wait. It's, it only has one hole, we'll wait till there's two holes. I don't know what it is. But, so then you could say, hey, it's, it's, we're being conservative. Maybe it's, we don't need more stuff, let's go gain some experiences. So there's a lot of things to think about. When you think about the consumer, which is who I've studied for 30 years, the consumer psychology is complex. But if you can kind of noodle in with what the masses are doing, you can find some pretty interesting things. So at the end of the day, the last thing, today could be a very important day for one rental at a time. I am hoping, I'm crossing my fingers, I'm meeting another location at two o'clock today. That I hope is the one, so we can finally announce a location and a date for our fifty thousand event. If I sign a contract tonight, you will hear about it tomorrow. So I'm putting it out in the universe. Let's see if today is the day we sign a contract. Second, lots of you are excited or want to join the boot camp. Yes, you can still sign the boot camp. It's ten days. It is expensive. Don't put it on a credit card. You know all of those same things. It's a thousand bucks. You can still buy it. Uh, You'll be able to watch day zero, kind of the entry call or uh, entry session on Teachable so you're prepared. Our first meeting is Sunday, 8 a.m. Pacific. It'll go two hours. We're going to talk to everyone who has yet to pick a market. At the end of that, I expect that to take 45 minutes or so. We will go at least an hour of just Q&A on anything you want. Any topic is relevant. And second. I expect to learn a ton during the next 10 days. In fact, from our day zero, I've learned I need to do a better job of two things. One, Michael, what's the plan if I'm 50 and I'm starting late? What is the safest and the fastest way to get started today? I think that is a topic that I have not talked about, and I'm already in the works with other experts to answer that question. I'm expecting that question to be answered at meeting number four. Then, we had some questions from younger folks. Michael, I'm getting started. I want to house hack a fourplex. Help me understand that. Great. Good news. I got buddies who've done that, and we'll do that, and we can get them lined up. So again, keep asking your questions. We have 10 days. I have a rough outline of the first three or four and we will go anywhere you want in these 10 days. So if you want to join, it's a thousand bucks. You do not have to buy it. It's only got three, maybe three spots left. You can always just get the 399 course, how to get started one rental at a time. It's changing. It's helping thousands of people already. That also gets you into the private Facebook group. And if you've just found me, maybe you found me from Ken McElroy or other site. You can always get my two hour deep dive buy box. I think everything starts with the buy box. I think everything starts with focus and daily discipline. You can go check that out. So again, um, and if you don't have any money, good news, I got 11,000 videos on YouTube uh, you can go watch. And then finally, uh, we had a conversation with Jason Hartman. Jason Hartman and I spoke uh, a couple of days ago. You're gonna see two videos from him yesterday at seven o'clock. Uh, Jason and I talked housing crash. Jason has some pretty passionate opinions about a housing crash. So we talked about it. We dated, uh, debated it. Let me know what you think. Do you think Jason is right? Uh, you can watch that video. And then tomorrow, I think tomorrow at nine, we are going to be releasing Jason's thought on an upcoming recession. So stay tuned for that. Look for it give Jason some love. Uh, Jason Hartman, let him know you appreciate him coming on one rental at a time. I would greatly appreciate it. Have an amazing day. Keep being awesome. Remember, focus daily discipline. And lastly, September 11th, take a moment, you know, wherever you want to do that, just reflect. Remember, September 11th, hopefully taught us a couple of things. One, We can get along. One of the lasting things I remember from September 11th is Americans got along. There was no right and left, hate, blah, blah, blah. We got along. We took care of each other. We smiled, we said hi. Second, probably the most, probably the the thing that hit me the most because I was a traveling salesperson It was like a week later, maybe, yeah, it was about a week later, so September 18th, there was a newscast, and it was a helicopter that was flying over a parking lot. And apparently, this parking lot was used uh, by people who would, um, I guess, ferry into the World Trade Center. And I lost it. I lost it, because I had been at, I had parked my car and been gone for my family and expected to come back and they didn't. I still remember how that one view made me realize that life could be over in a second. You could be going to work. You could be jumping on an airplane, working for your family, and then you're gone. Hug your kids. Make some memories. We only get one go around. Try to have a positive impact on what's going on. Folks, take care of yourself. Bye.